with women who inspire us. The three of us together have a lot of experience discussing real issues that affect real women. Now, we're giving you a chance to actually hear how we talk about the topics in the newsroom behind the scenes here on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. On this episode of Oklahoma Women Want to Know, we're talking about all the spooky and haunted places around Tulsa. And if you stop to think about it, Tulsa has a lot of history, some good and some bad with all those old buildings downtown. Terry French owns Tulsa Spirit Tours. Now, I've actually taken the tour myself, and you really end up learning a lot about your own city. So we're going to get all the haunted details in just a moment. And today's a perfect day for this because it's chilly and everyone's, we're having a chilly cook-off actually here at work. So we've got all the smells in here. We're in the spirit. But first, I'm April Hill. I'm the news director and anchor here at 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. And I'm Crystal Kelly, a reporter at KRMG. And Jen Townley is on assignment today, so she won't be joining us today. Okay, so Terry, how did you get interested in this kind of thing? Well, I actually worked at a place that was haunted and it just kind of renewed my interest as an adult. I've always been into this stuff. Um, As a kid watching Alfred Hitchcock and things like that growing up, uh, it just always been a fascination. And so working at a place that was haunted, having an experience, a personal experience as an adult, definitely renewed my interest and it made me kind of research into the world of the paranormal. Okay, Back, we, we want to know the experience you had. Of course, everyone's <laughs> yeah, going to want to know. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I worked at a place that was haunted and <clears throat> it was really weird because it's kind of a long story, but it's very strange because uh, I worked there for like five years and everything was always business as normal. But then all of a sudden, weird stuff started to happen. Um, things like my business cards. I got new business cards and I'd go in to work the next day, found one in my little calendar. I went into work the next day, found another one in my calendar, went in the next day. There's a business card stuck in every single day of the week through the end of the year. And, you know, I pulled my staff in. I'm saying, who did this? Who had time to sit here and put a business card in every single day of the week? And they're all looking at me as if I was crazy. Now, what kind of place was it? Okay, so (laughs) it's an apartment complex. Okay. I've been in property management for like almost 30 years. So um, this particular place, I didn't know. I loved it. It It's one of my favorite properties ever, and I can't tell what it is. But um, there's other weird things that happened. I had some tenants that went out of the country on a mission trip, and they brought me back these beautiful lovebirds, these little lovebirds that have these little sparkly things all over them. They're real pretty, and I kept them on my credenza. They show up missing one day. You know, I asked the staff about it. I'm like, has anybody seen them? Everybody's searching, and they can't find them. And next thing you know, my maintenance guy goes to lunch, goes to put his burrito in the microwave, and there they were (laughs) inside the microwave. Wow. He came, you know, gave them to me giggling, you know, most uncomfortable giggle I think I've ever heard in my life going, Terry, I swear to God, I didn't put them there, but that's where they were. And just all kinds of things, loud noises, hearing our names called, the toilet lids would slam down when no one was in the bathroom, stuff like that. And I couldn't figure out why it was all of a sudden this stuff started to happen. Well, one day a detective walked in my office said he had to talk to me about something pretty serious, closed the doors, <laughs> and I'm getting a little nervous going, oh my goodness, what's going on? And he informed me that they had reopened an old murder case of a murder that happened on that property 10 years before. It was one of the most brutal in Tulsa at the time, back in the 80s. And I think that the whole opening the case, opening it back up, an old case, a cold case file, um, caused some unsettled <laughs> rest Wow, in that place. You know, this is an old building here. This was in like 1950s, and it used to be a retail shop back in the day. And the security mm-hmm. guards have to walk alone at, at night because there's actually three floors here, a top, 
the first floor and then a basement. And they hate walking down in that basement alone because they say that they've heard some weird things going on down there too. Now, what we used to hear was in one of the conference rooms, there was some kind of weird pipes or something behind the wall, but nobody (laughs) could figure out what it was. I mean, the engineers had gone and tried to figure it out, and it was a very strange noise, so we just called her Myrtle. But It sounded like a whale. It was like, whoa. Oh, wow. That was beautiful. (laughs) That was really good. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. So um, I also worked at a bar. I don't know if I could say it. It doesn't exist anymore. It was called the Elephant Run, and people used to tell us I heard that tons that of stories was about haunted. that place. Yes, and I've been in there by myself and kind of was like, "Okay, ghost, if you're here, I'm ready." And nothing ever happened. So, what did you hear about that place? Just I've heard stories. I knew musicians that played there, and they said they would have equipment failure or, you know, just sporadic things. They said that. Um, one of the bartenders told me that cups would fall off the glass, you know, off the table and break, things like that. But so, yeah, I've never investigated it or checked into it further. But so, what is known as the most haunted place in Tulsa? There's probably two that are in the running, honestly, and one has kind of fell a little bit silent. But the Gilcrease House um, is definitely one of the most haunted places in Tulsa. We are one of the only, when I started the very first paranormal research team in Oklahoma in the late nineties, early two thousands, before it was really as seen on TV. And we got expressed privilege to investigate the Gilcrease house. And we're the, probably the only people I believe that ever have been inside that house. Um, <laughs> that energy is really intense. I'm not saying Mr. Gilcrease is negative or anything like that. I'm just saying he is still there. <laughs> I totally believe that. And I think that the fact that the house is made out of sandstone makes a big difference because sandstone has an electromagnetic energy in it, much like quartz that we put in watches. So I think that might have something to do with the reason why that house is so haunted. That is really strange. I've never heard about that with, with sandstone. Me either. So what is the second place? Um, I, that would be- I want to guess. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Okay. Canes. I'm going to say the old Brady Theater. There you go. Okay. There we go. I've heard lots of stories over the years of um, someone who maybe committed suicide there. Um, What's really strange is um, we've done several investigations, right? And one time I invited a guest psychic along, and he's given me the impression that a woman jumped, fell, or was pushed to her death, right, from the balcony. As he's telling me this, you can literally hear a woman screaming no and hitting the ground. I play the CVP on my tours, you know, and she hits with such velocity it actually echoes. You can tell we don't hear it at the time because we don't skip a beat in what we're saying. Nothing interrupts what we're talking about, and this is going on in the background. Something that was that loud should have startled us and totally didn't. And um, the weird thing about that is I've been talking about that for years. Literally, I got that back in the early 2000s. And on this last past weekend's uh, Haunted Tulsa bus tour, I had a woman go, oh my gosh, she goes, I came here in the 60s when I was in school and we Tulsa Public had concerts here. She said, and the teachers used to tease us and say, be careful of the woman who falls off the balcony. Make sure she doesn't get you. And I have literally never heard anybody talk about that urban legend at all. And the only time we ever got anything to kind of 
you know, substantiate it was when that psychic was with us. And I just thought that was super awesome. I was like, wow. So that's another story I'm going to probably have to really dig further and try to see if I can figure out who she was. So there's no evidence that that actually happened. Nothing that I've been able to dig up. I've done a lot of research, so I'm going to have to dig farther. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and Kane's, everyone thinks, is, what's the story Bob there? Bob Wills, definitely still keeping an eye on his space. But, you know, a lot of people played there over the years, and they do believe us. Some of them come back just to say hi. Um, there's former people that have cleaned, uh, you know, there after shows that have said they have heard and seen things. I had a really strange experience there one time when I was just visit, I was just there for a concert with friends, and this was back before all the renovations when the bathroom was behind the stage. If you remember mm. that, and <clears throat> I was there with friends, and we were talking to the bartender afterwards. We knew her, and we were just kind of talking and hanging out for a minute. Everybody was gone. The uh, the bouncers start saying, okay, you all need to leave because we need to, uh, you know, clean up and get out of here. And I was like, okay, okay, can I run to the restroom really quick? And he said, sure. I walked back to the restroom, sat down to do my business, and I heard a woman crying and sobbing. I'm thinking a poor young woman was left there, boyfriend left her or friends left her, and, her, you know, she's drunk, doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like, honey, are you okay? What's the matter? Do you need a ride? What's wrong? And next thing I know, the crying stops. I couldn't exactly get up at that moment, but as soon as I was done with my business, I got up, literally nobody in that bathroom with me, no one came in, and no one left. That really spooked me, and I went back out to tell my friends about it. You know, they they took my keys and wouldn't let me drive home. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tried to make it out to be that, but um, once I started my paranormal research team, and I called up to the Canes, and I don't remember if it was Hunter or the other brother, but one of them had told me he had the same exact experience when he was cleaning up in that bathroom after a concert, and he heard a woman crying and sobbing. Okay, I'll never go in that bathroom by myself. <laughs> well, and as far concert. as we know, nothing's ever happened there either. Um, no. Um, well, you know, back, it was uh, a rough and tumble kind of place back in the 40s and 50s. They called it the Rowdy Roadhouse. It had a very bad reputation as being a very rough Nightclub, and uh, some of the Tulsa World actually reported that some of the toughest gang fights happened right outside the Canes Ballroom stores. So, um, at one point, a Tulsa City prosecutor actually wanted the Canes demolished. He wanted a wrecking ball taken to it and said that it was the biggest menace to our society or our uh, community, and that if it was gone, that a lot of our problems would be too. Thankfully, that never happened, and we still have that legendary ballroom today. But at one point, it was a rough place, so there was some death that probably occurred right out there. Wow. Have you gone to any places that maybe were not open to the public, like old warehouses or anything like that in Tulsa? Because there used to be tons of empty buildings downtown. Were any of those? When I started, yes. I got into several of those. I got upstairs where the tavern restaurant is. Um, David Sharp, the owner, actually took me up there, and we heard footsteps. <laughs> and, and through the years, I hear that from different people that I don't even tell. You know, I've never told them I heard footsteps, and then somebody will go, oh, yeah, we were working, we heard footsteps. and So it's kind of a common thing. Um, I got a, um, access to above the Empire, but it's all um, renovated now. But back then, it was all vacant. Um, there's a couple of places I actually got access to. Um, what about the Vanguard? No, I haven't. Oh, oh, I thought that was one. I just figured in the Greenwood District, there would be some extra. There is. There's definitely some energy there. For sure. So tell us about that. Well, that is our oldest, 
you know, part of Tulsa. That is where everything began. And there was, you know, back in the day, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our history is not pretty. And there was a lot of death. There was a lot of things that happened. And I think that left some energy behind that, you know, just it can play itself back if conditions are ripe for it. Or, you know, sometimes people have sightings, um, you know, feelings of being touched, things like that. So I just, again, I think it's just energy of some kind. That's what I wondered about with sightings because you talk about hearing things, but have you ever actually seen anything? I have personally, yes. And it wasn't um, actually even on an investigation or anything like that. But um, I've seen things uh, at my own home when I've brought inadvertently brought things home with me, not meaning to. Uh, my children have when they were younger, which was kind of freaky. And then um, I've seen things when I was working at this little shop at like 67th and Peoria. It was called the Herbal Glen way back in the day. And I was teaching some classes in the evenings. And I went out to my car to unload and put my stuff away. And there was a man standing right next to my car, totally see-through, black and white, almost like a static. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. I ran back in the house and stayed in there. Called my husband at the time. I said, come get me. (laughs) I was wondering if you ever get scared. Yeah, I do. There have been times where, especially when I'm by myself. I mean, if I'm with people, I'm very brave. (laughs) My tours, I take people into the American Legion. Okay, so the other night. That's what I was going to ask you is about the tours and all that. So the other night I went in there um, before the tour started because I had to go to the bathroom. So I went in there. I've got the key to the building, and I take people in there when we're done with the tour. But I went in there by myself, and I let the door shut, and I went in there to go use the restroom. And as I'm doing my business, I hear the door slam. So I'm like, hey, I'm in here. I'll be right out, thinking it's a tour person that showed up and was wondering if we met inside or outside or, you know, one of those things. And so I'm yelling, I'll be right there. You know, (laughs) I come out. There's literally nobody in there. My driver is standing outside the door. He couldn't get in because it was locked. Ooh. And that's one of the oldest posts in the country. Yes, it is. Yes, built in the early 19, it was 1927 when it was built. So that would make sense that it would have a lot of energy there. Yeah, right next door to Oaklawn. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, maybe that's where they're going to use the bathroom. (laughs) Very possible. And the other crazy thing about it too is I was going to use a different bathroom, but that bathroom didn't have any toilet paper. I turned the light on and I went in and I was like, okay, they don't have any. And I turned it off and I went to a different bathroom, right? And I left. And then we bring the tour back later that evening. The bathroom I didn't use, the water was running full blast when we came in. Ooh. That freaked me out because water is a conductor of energy. So that's kind of a common thing that can happen to when you have a haunting at some place that the water can turn on. So (laughs) it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So tell us about the tours and the different places that you take people. Well, um, believe it or not, I started them back in 03. So this year I'm actually celebrating 20 years of doing haunted history Congratulations. A lot of people don't realize that, but I have been around that long. And... um, So because I have been around so long, I change up the tour theme every few years. Um, It's like next year I turn 21, I'm going to do a pub crawl on my bus because, you know, 21-year-olds, that's the way we celebrate. Can Um, we do it if we're older than 21? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm in. And um, just Tulsa Spirit Tours is turning 21, so I thought it would be a fun way to probably, I'll probably do that next year. But like this year, it's 20, I couldn't think of what to do. So I'm doing like a little combination of haunted history and Tulsa true crime. 
Because that seems to be a big thing right oh, now. Oh, so, yeah. True crime. We are there. We're pretty much obsessed. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun it's a fun theme this year. Um, I've been doing that, of course, and we're about done now. Tonight's and uh, Friday night are my last tours. But I, t- I change it up every four or five years, and I do something different. And um, so sometimes I'll just take them all the way out. I have been taking them all the way out to Gilcrease. But as you know, it's under construction. We can't access that. I like to take them outside the house and just tell them the history and that kind of thing. Take them down to the Gilcrease tomb. Uh, we've had experiences down there, believe it or not. And then take them around Tulsa, um, telling them the history of the hauntings of different locations. And then I love to take people inside someplace. And the last couple of years, it's been the VFW and the American Legion. So both of those buildings, very haunted. Um, And my own uh, desire to help the veterans, because my grandpa was one. Uh, They have a very close, dear place in my heart. So I've been donating a lot of money to both of those organizations through my tours. Nice. um, So how often are the tours? Um, every weekend in October, I start them usually the beginning of October. And I do other haunted tours through Tulsa, not just the bus tour. I do walking tours in Broken Arrow. I started one last year. It's really popular. I can't seem to keep those uh, dates open at all. They sell out very quickly. Oh, well, what are some haunt? Let's talk about some spots in Broken Arrow. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's where April lives. She wants to know what's haunted. <laughs> oh, goodness, girl. So um, I take people into the Broken Arrow Military Museum. It is the original hospital. It was Franklin Memorial Hospital in Broken Arrow back in the day. And Dr. Franklin, who worked there, very great guy, awesome man. Um, You know, I did try to look up some dirt on him, wondering if we had a Mr. Baker, like the Crescent Hotel or something like that. I come to find out he delivered over 3,000 babies to Broken Arrow residents and never charged the parents. So he was a great guy. Um, But he did do pop-up hospitals in the buildings down there in the Main Street District. So those buildings that are above the Chocolatier, or not him, but uh, next door to him, the soap place and above the tavern and above, you know, uh, other places, Dr. Franklin performed surgeries. And if you think about it back in the 40s, we didn't have the medicines and the techniques that we have today. So there was a lot of deaths from surgeries back then. So I think that could be one of the reasons some of those buildings down there are haunted. And... um, so, but the military museum is probably the most haunted out of all of them. That would make sense. And what's funny is you can rent that space out now. I thought about looking at that space for women in business. <laughs> let's do it. Oh, come on, let's do it. So they're getting ready to build on too, which is really awesome because they're going to be adding more, like a second floor and all kinds of stuff to the okay. military museum. So how do people react when you tell them what you do for a living? Um, Well, so, okay, I've been trying to find a space, right? I want a brick and mortar. Um, I've started an event company, and so I'm going to be kind of expanding my business a little bit and telling people what I want to (laughs) do. You know, I usually get met with a lot of resistance. Um, I had one guy when I was looking at a house, very old house in Broken Arrow that I wanted to lease because I planned to do events, you know, so it'd be a great event venue. And he, <laughs> one of the questions he asked me was, are you going to put a swastika on the roof? Oh, I'm no. Like, no, sir. I said, no five-pointed stars, nothing like that. But, <laughs> yeah, people just don't understand. And um, it's 90% history and 10% ghost stories. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, when I went on the tour, I learned a lot about our city. Yeah, I mean, it is you have a walking tour and a bus tour, right? I have several, yeah. I have a couple of different bus tours and a couple of different walking tours. So you're walking around Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I have noticed in some of the stuff that I've done around there that 
you notice things when you're walking downtown that you don't notice when you're driving because you're paying attention to the road. So there's so much stuff downtown to see. Mm -hmm. And so with the history, how are people reacting to the fact that you're saying that it's haunted? Are they skeptical or do they try to hear things that you hear? Most of the people that come on my tours and stuff are very open-minded, um, usually. <laughs> it's usually those husbands that are dragged along like, eh, I don't like this, you know, or something to that nature. And then once they start hearing that I'm giving a lot of history, then it piques their interest because they're, they're not really, some people just not interested in the ghost stories. They're really interested in the history. Um, and every tour I've done, I've had people come off going, my gosh, you know, even last night I had a guy going, you are a wealth of historic information. And I said, well, thank you. You know, it made me feel good um, that people are acknowledging that that I know this stuff and I'm teaching it. And I do that to, again, try to, you know, educate our city on our history. I think that the mistakes we've made in the past can be avoided if we learn from them. That's my goal. Absolutely. So after Halloween, then what kind of tours are you going to do? Because this will be airing on Halloween. What about after Halloween? So in December, I do something called Creepy Christmas, <laughs> and it is a Christmas light tour. I take you through some really pretty Christmas lights, but I also tell you different creepy Christmas traditions from all over the world. We go to Italy, we go to France, we go to uh, Romania. They have some pretty crazy Christmas traditions. And some of those Christmas traditions are bloodier and gorier than anything you've seen on Halloween. So I tell you those things. And then I also play you some creepy Christmas music. It is Carol of the Bells and Jingle Bells, but it's a little darker. Not quite like you've ever heard it. Um, it's not all dark. I do share some really fun, uh, really cool facts about Christmas, um, like where we got our tinsel and things like that. Um, and then at the end, I do give you bird seed because it is a Scandinavian tradition to, you know, scatter bird seed on your doorstep on Christmas Day to bring good luck to coming years. So I, there is some good stuff in it as well, but it's a super fun tour. It's um, becoming one of my more popular ones. I do that in December. Generally, January, February, March, I take off, and that's when I'm doing a lot of writing. Um, sometimes I'll do a lot of urban exploration and traveling at that time, and then I start my tours again, my walking ones in the spring. And you do have a book about haunted Tulsa, right? I do. Tulsa's Haunted Memories. I got that published in 2010. Well, tell us about it. So the um, Arcadia Publishing actually contacted me, which is I was very lucky because, you know, it's very hard to get published. And so um, they actually contacted the Historical Society and said they wanted a book about Tulsa to go with their Haunted America series. And they were like, do you know anybody? And they're like, yeah, she's in here bugging us for history all the time. So they gave uh, they gave them my name and they contacted me. And I was like, yes, I have this thing already half written. Give it to me. And so that was a really fun project. And then um, Reedy Press is who did my 100 things for, I did 100 things to do in Tulsa before you die and 100 things in Oklahoma to do before you die. They're bucket list things for our city and state. And they got my name through Arcadia. So yeah, I've got three books at this time. Is it? Is there a place that you haven't been to that you've heard stories about that you plan on trying to go to? Not locally. Um, there is, uh, I would, well, I guess there is, yeah, Vanita has some of their hospital that is abandoned and that they do allow, somebody has a key to it. Somebody has permission to enter and go in there and they do a haunted thing in there every year. And I would actually like to go in there and just investigate, you know, an old hospital. I love old hospitals. They're very, very haunted. Um, I would love just go in there and sit. 
Um, there's in the Broken Arrow Hospital too, in which I'm working that out with them now because I've been bringing my tours in. Um, but yes, I want to hopefully get in there and spend the night and check that out too. Spend the night. No, I mean, thank I, you. I would do it. I've never <laughs> seen or heard anything that I thought was, you know, but yeah, I would totally do it. Well, see, and that's something I'm hoping to do this winter. I'm going to call it the Dead of Winter uh, series, and I want to do a series of overnights at like the VFW, the American Legion, and the one downtown Broken Era, where I only invite 10 people. Very intimate groups, small, do it every other weekend or every weekend, just to, so hopefully people can have a true paranormal experience. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, we might have to have a, a group outing here at KRMG. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, so tell everyone where we can find the book and more on your tours. Is there a website or how do um, they find you? Well, the book, what's funny, I always joke around, but at Walgreens, it's by the wine. So it's really easy to find. It's, Perfect. Yes, exactly. It's, they know me. And then um, you can always get the books from me usually. If you contact me, I, can, I usually have some. But Ida Reds, Decopolis, some of the great independent bookstores here, Tulsa Magic City Books. Um, Rivendell Books and Broken Arrow carries my books. So, yeah, and those little independent ones are great to visit because those are small businesses. Definitely support them. And then um, on my website is where you can look up all the information on the tours, prices, descriptions, all that good stuff. And what's the website? It's TulsaSpiritTours.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This thank was fun. We're going to be talking about this after you leave today. We appreciate you coming in and giving us your time. Awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and thank you for joining us on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Be sure to hit subscribe and join us next week. Thank you for joining us once again on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Tune in each Wednesday at 5 a.m. for the latest episode. And don't forget to drop us a review. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.